This is Women in STEM Career and Confidence, the podcast for scientific and professional women who want to restore confidence, make meaningful impact, and balance the things and people that mean most to them. I'm Dr. Hannah Roberts, and I'll be sharing with you insights and inspiration into the mindset and skill set to help you navigate your career and lead powerfully. It's recorded live and outdoors. So anything could happen. Hello, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Women in STEM Career and Confidence. Now, this has been, let's say, a couple of weeks now. Not this has been. It has been a couple of weeks now since my last podcast, because as many of you know, I had COVID again. The first time I had COVID, I actually worked all the way through, but did lose my voice for about five days. This time I was like, okay, so, um, well, one, I was incapacitated for 24 hours in bed, um, not being able to move very well, um, or had this awful headache as well. But after that, I was really cautious because I didn't want to lose my voice again about being really careful about managing my energy. Um, and actually it's, it's been much worse, so I've had a much worse um, recovery period, um, not because I didn't manage my energy properly, just because it's a different, vi um, I guess, variant this time. So I've had much worse viral fatigue. So apologies for not being here for two weeks, but I am back and I do have a couple of podcasts this week to record. So the first one today is a question that came into my inbox on LinkedIn. So if you ever have a question that you're pondering or struggling with, do feel free to send them to me because I love to answer your questions. Um, and the second one was another question from somebody I'm already working with in a group format. So the question today is, um, if I've received £500 for personal development, and what's my strategy for using that? And the second question I'm gonna answer this week is um, how to go about asking for a raise. So if you're interested in that one, that will be the next one I'm recording, probably on Wednesday. We'll see how things go. Um, I'm not gonna commit to specific days at the moment, so we'll just see how it goes. So this question says, um, I received 500 pounds for personal development and I was going to use this money to visit a few biotech companies in San Diego. The reason for this location is that I have a friend who works or knows a few folk in biotech, just get the rest of the question, companies, and who will help me reach out to them. Excellent, leveraging people that you know. My aim for this visit is to see what possibilities there are of joining various companies. One example is Illumina and to create in personal connections, as I've always found these very helpful when contacting said companies for jobs at later stages. So you've hit on a good point there. Um, when it comes to job opportunities, being able to reference somebody that you know at the company or someone you've spoken to at the company as a referral um, goes an awful long way. In fact, the research shows that you are 60% more likely to get the job if you have someone referenced in your referral in your cover letter. Even if a cover letter isn't stated implicitly as something that you need, um, the research also shows that when you put a cover letter and you're um, shortlisted, they um, are more likely to interview you, 50% more likely to interview you if they've read your cover letter. And it also comes handy for uh, conversation starters during the um, interview process too. 
Okay, so it also says, I'm in the third year of my PhD in microbiology and I have one more year left. I was wondering if you have any advice on what I've mentioned. How do I do it most effectively? And I'm also unsure when the best time would be to visit the companies. And I still have a year left on my PhD, therefore not applying for jobs yet. Do you have advice and tips on when to approach companies to increase chances of getting hired by them later on? Okay, so first of all, I'm going to answer the question that you've asked. And then I'm going to answer the un the question underneath the question. So first of all, the question that you've asked, how do I go about that strategy of using that £500 to um, connect with people, increase my networking and referral strategy for later on when I want a job? So the first thing is that in terms of timing, and you've asked about that, um, that kind of approach you would want to do uh, four to six months before the end of your contract, because um, it gives you long enough to develop and follow up after on those relationships so you can meet them in person, but then you can also follow up with them. And if they want to create an opportunity for you in that workplace, they've got enough time to be able to do that. So ideally six months before the end of your contract. But it's not so far out. It's not like 12 months in advance that's actually going to hinder you because if they have an opening and you can't fill it, um, then they may not think about you again in the future. So I think the sweet spot is probably six months in advance to give them long enough, um, long enough for you to develop future touch points and relationships beyond being in person. And also if they need to create an opportunity for you, which often happens that they have enough time to be able to run that through and create that for you. <coughs> Excuse me, still got the COVID cough. Um, the other thing is, how do I go about doing it? So that's the timing of it. How do I go about doing it? The first thing that we need to think about is the roles that you will be looking for in those companies. So just say, for example, that you're going to go for a technical role. Let's say it's in R&D or something like that. Um, really understanding what kind of roles that you want to go for is critical because then you can figure out who you actually want to interview and develop relationships with when you're there. And I would start to create yourself a gold list. So I would imagine myself in that company, who there would be my hiring manager, first of all. If you don't know the answer to that by searching on the company website, then LinkedIn is an amazing, um, I wouldn't call it Google search term, but obviously it's not Google, but it's such a powerful search bar. So I could go into the search bar and I could search for people who work at a specific company and then I could use keywords to find them. So if I typed in R&D and a specific biotech company, I'd start to get a list of names and you can also drill down by location if that's relevant too. And I would find the person who's in the most senior position. So usually they will have VP, director of R&D, and technical leader of R&D, whatever their particular terminology is, make a note of that person's name because they essentially would be your manager in that situation. So you're definitely going to want to speak to them, but also you're going to want to speak to other people that work in that group so that you can get a sense for day to day what those activities are like. Um, and many of us read job specifications, but the actual reality of the job is very different to what's on the specification. So you want to find out um, more from people's own words about what a day looks like, what a typical day, a typical week looks like in that specific role. 
So you want to speak to all the people around that. But what can also be a benefit is to speak to cross-functional teams as well that interact with that team. So you need to find out the answers to that. That will probably come from, you know, um, having those initial conversations with the people in that group and asking them to connect you with other people while you're there. Um, the other thing is the culture of the workplace. So you're going to want to speak to their HR, the human resources director or someone who works in human resources or the talent acquisition partners, sometimes called, and speak to them about um, what are the value system, what's the vision, the purpose, the mission of this workplace and how does the, you know, what kind of working culture and environment do they put in place to support employees? And want to be finding that out too. The key to this then would be once you've done that background research to book in advance, to let people know that you're coming on a specific date and can you book in a 30 minute slot in their calendar to speak to them while you're there in person, letting them know about your intentions. And I have some suggestions here as well. So you've got a number and I've, I've just written them down. So that's why I'm reading them off here. You want to, um, when you're having an informal interview, um, when we're reaching out, let them know who you are, what your current position is, what your interest is in that organisation and in them, and um, asking them for their advice and that you have a couple of questions to ask them when you're there in person. Explain your situation. I've won £500, blah, 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 to come and do this. And I really want to develop my network um, within this and other biotech companies as well. Um, can I have 30 minutes of your time while I'm there in person during these, you know, this date period um, to ask you um, a couple of questions about your role, um, about the organisation you work in. Um, and yeah, so examples would be one to if you have that 30 minute meeting, you want to learn about the individual first. So questions would be what are the main responsibilities in your current role? What are the specific skills or competencies you need to succeed in your role? How did you acquire these? Um, what do you enjoy most about your role or what do you enjoy least about your role? What are the most challenging aspects of your role? You might even ask what does a day or a week, a typical week look like in your role? Then you want to discover more about the organisation or sector. And this is your opportunity to discover more about the field, how it might change in the years to come and get the kind of insider information that can be valuable, particularly when it comes to an interview and um, further down the line. You want to highlight emerging issues as well as potential challenges that you're unlikely to read about online. So this would be things like, how do you think the role will develop in the future? Are there any emerging trends that I should be aware of? What are the opportunities for career progression? So obviously we don't want to get to a place and for that to be the for there to be no growth or movement or if you do go there and there isn't anywhere for you to grow or move to then you know that your time there is probably going to be finite before you have discovered and grown into everything that's available in that role <coughs> excuse me what are the typical salary ranges for the this sort of role um, there may be some sensitivities around this question, so they may not want to answer that, but might, you know, see how, how you feel about asking that question or how you phrase that question. It might be you don't have to say how much you earn, but it'd be really helpful to know. If you want to know about um, earnings, the go-to people to ask this question to are actually recruiters. 
they will know the market value of any kind of um any role so um ask at least three recruiters and you'll get a good range an accurate range for a role and um, what projects are you working on at the moment as we said before can you describe a typical working day or week what's the workplace culture like um if you're particularly interested in a work-life balance you could ask the question how many people work evenings or weekends or beyond the bounds of what they're paid for on a regular basis how does your organization compare to others in the sector that's such an interesting question to get to understand how they see competitors and how they see their workplace um being better or worse than or equal to others and then the third point is that you're going to ask for advice. So there's some questions that you can ask here and people love to be asked for advice as well. So this is um, a gift that you can give to them in return. So in this section, you'll be asking your interviewee based upon the things we discussed, what should I do next? Um, or what would make me an attractive hiring proposition to your company? How can I improve my chances? Is there a specific training or development that I could do that would help me break into the profession? Are there any industry networks or organisations that you recommend that I join? Are there any questions that I haven't asked that I should have? And do you know of anyone else I can speak to who can help me learn more? That's, I mean, of all the questions, that's one you definitely have to ask. Do you know anyone else I can speak to who can help me learn more? Anyone else you can connect me with in the company who you think it would be great that I speak to? because then you're leveraging their networks again. So you're increasing um, your reach them. And that's really important. Um, so you're gonna start when you have those meetings by thanking them for their time and giving them an outline of, you know, you're always gonna state, well, this is who I am, this is my background, ask them to introduce themselves and then say, I've got a series of questions to ask you now and pick a few from each of those different sections that we've talked about. Make sure that you've done that research in advance on LinkedIn and you've booked your key people in advance and then use and leverage those interviews and meetings um, to find new contacts while you're there to um, kind of expand into. Look at the events that are happening at that workplace at that time. Have they got a sales meeting? Have they got um, someone else that they're showing around the building at that time? What other things are occurring and can you join in? Do they have a mini conference or symposium or something at their workplace or a family fun day? Um, whatever it is, um, is there anything that you could join in in terms of socially as well while you're there? Um, and I think that was it in terms of your question for me. The other question is, that you have specifically decided that you want to spend £500, it's for personal development, and you want to use that to um, build your network and leverage that network into opportunities at the end of your PhD. So great thing to want to do. The questions that I would be asking underneath that is, is that the best use of this £500? And it may, the answer may be yes, the answer may not be yes. So while it's great to meet people in person, I personally feel that you can also achieve everything that you're looking for then um, by small micro steps that you take each and every week to do that. So you could go ahead and you could search for your top 10 biotech companies, find the hiring manager and the people around them and request these informal interviews. And you could have, think about it like going on um, an informal 
chat and interview three times a week with three new people each week or even one new person a week like um if you did that over the series of 12 months you would meet far more people over a diverse range of um companies um for just one hour a, a week of your time or maybe half an hour even um probably an hour by the time you've done the the research and the reaching out to people too so you could achieve that I feel without needing to go in person although if that's something that you know because you really want to see your friend and something you want to do then absolutely the question that I'm asking underneath that is is that really the best use of this 500 pounds on personal development so if I had 500 pounds to spend on personal development I would be thinking about two questions first of all is well three probably um what's my intention first of all um what is it that i need the most and you've said that i need this new job opportunity within the next 12 months so maybe the strategy and intention is job opportunities then i want to ask myself um first of all do i know what my strengths are and my natural talents when it comes to when it comes to work if you don't know the answer to that question after some reflection then take one of the um talent talent oh well I call it talent dynamics because that's the specific one that I use with my clients but they also have um insights Myers-Briggs disc they have free versions of these online but a personality profile and start to get to grips with what your natural talents and strengths are so say for example in talent dynamics that you come out as a deal maker profile now don't worry about what the profile names are but if someone was in that deal maker profile um, and I want to work on their natural talents and strengths, um, a deal maker is somebody who is great at um, meeting other people, really listening to them, getting deals to happen because they're good with um, networking and interacting with other people and really um, making things happen. Um, and that's done through people. So turning ideas into action through people. Um, if I was in that role and I wouldn't, um, not in that role, if I was in that natural talent and strength and I wanted to leverage that with some personal development, I would be looking at things like negotiation training, um, networking training, um, communications training, um, a second degree profile to, to those, to either side of those would be, um, coaching, um, qualification or skills training in coaching mentoring and also project management as well so i'd be looking to enhance the natural talents and strengths that i have or you might want to think about working on a weakness or a blind spot if it's really um really holding you back in some way if it's a you know a blind spot for you that um often gets in the way then we want to do some work on that if it's just i'm aware of this blind spot and i already have competence and mitigation strategies in place like I know I'm great at starting things but not so great at finishing things but I have strategies in place accountability to help me do that so um I don't feel like I need to really get personal development on in-depth training there because I already have competency level whereas I'm going to benefit the most from enhancing my natural talents and strengths so I would take one of these personality profiles, look at what your natural talents and strengths are and see if there's any kind of training. <coughs> Excuse me. There is no pause button on live and no mute button either, I'm afraid. 
so you get the COVID coughs. I'm so sorry about that. Um, so yes, work on your natural talents and strengths and get some personal development to support that. Or if you've got a blind spot that often trips you up, get some um, development there. And an example of that would be um, if it's not an if presenting, for example, is something that you have to do in your role and it often trips you up, like it's a looming X in the calendar for the week leading up to it and you're thinking about it and you get worked up about it and you feel a lack of confidence around it, it might be very beneficial to do some, um, even if it's not a natural talent for you and it's something that you're always going to have to do at work, um, it might be worth you spending some time, energy and money on looking at presentation skills. So that would be the thing for me, that £500, um, what's the strategy? You've said it's job opportunities. What's going to help you the most? Is it networking into that position? Can you do that in another way? Or is it looking at personal development through your natural talents and strengths? And what kind of thing will best support you to do that? So I hope that's given you something to think about. Thank you so much for your question. If anyone else is listening and you have a question for me that you want me to answer um, around balance, confidence or career, then drop me a message and I will get back to you. And you will feature not your name, no special um, anything that will have you um, be recognisable in any way. So there's full autonomy um, uh and here so don't worry about that I won't ever mention your name um but I I will record you a personalized podcast and um, to answer your questions if that's helpful to you so have a great week everybody and the next episode will be about how do you go about asking for that all-important um raise at work okay have a great week and bye for now bye thank you for listening to women in stem career and confidence to get further support in your journey Join me in Breakthrough Unleashed on Facebook.